Ladies and gentlemen, family and friends from around the country and literally around the world, this is your host, hopefully one of your favorite deplorable brothers, David J. Harris Jr. And I have an amazing show for you all today. Thank you so much for choosing to spend a little bit of your day with me as I break down the truth, the news that's not drenched in liberal bias. It's unadulterated, it's raw, it's real, and it's more important than ever that we all get the truth. Today's broadcast is brought to you by my good friend Mike Lindell's company, My Pillow. Friends, if you need to sleep well, if you want to feel good while you're sleeping, you've got to try Mike Lindell's pillows or his sheets or his mattress topper. I have all of those. My wife absolutely loves his sheets, as do I. There's nothing I love more than actually feeling comfortable, just that you feel so good and cool while you're sleeping. His new Giza sheets are absolutely amazing. Use the promo code David, that's my name, David, when you make your order at MyPillow.com and you can save up to 60%. Yes, Mike Lindell gave a special promo code for me, for you, my audience. So you can save up to 60%, need new pillows, need sheets, want to give your mattress a makeover, get that pillow topper, that mattress topper, just use the code David and you'll save up to 60%. So let's get into my show today. Today I have the privilege and the honor of having a good friend on my show today, a gentleman that I met for the first time actually a few months ago, but we've, uh, we've gotten close since then. He brought out an amazing documentary that I hope every single one of you have not only watched, but have shared, called Out of Shadows. His name is Mike Smith, and Mike is with us all today. Thank you, Mike, so much for choosing to spend a little bit of your time and let us dive deep into your documentary and your life and what your goal was of trying to bring this documentary to the public. How are you doing today, my brother? I'm doing great, man. Thanks for having me. Uh, I was very excited when I met you a few months ago, and I and I just uh, I'm honored to be here, man. I I haven't been doing really many very many interviews, and I've been just trying to rest a lot lately because I've been you know it's been quite a whirlwind. But uh, I bet when you asked I when you asked me, I was like, man, I would love to be on your show, and uh, and I'm I'm proud to be here. So if anything I can do to help you, man, I'm here. Well, the feeling is mutual, brother. Anything I can do to help you, and that's why I'm, I'm having you on the show on the podcast so that we can uh, expound on what your documentary was all about. But I really want to try to take people a little deeper into the the behind the scenes. You know, you were in Hollywood for 20, 25 years. 28, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Long time. And you were the stuntman doing most of the stunts. I mean, I, I've seen the videos. I've watched Out of Shadows multiple times. The the A-list actors that everybody knows and recognizes, you were a stunt double for most of their stunt scenes in some of the and most of the biggest blockbuster movies that the world has has seen. You know, I've seen the, you know, Tom Cruise in there, Val Kilmer in there. You could probably rattle off names of of dozens of these A-listers. But you were the guy and you got you had the opportunity to get close to them, call them friends, I'm sure. For 28 years, you're you're in Hollywood doing this and you're one of the one of the elite actually creating the stunt scenes for the movies. So it doesn't really get unless you're that A-lister, it doesn't really get 
you know, more you don't get more notoriety and have and have more options and act activities in Hollywood than than you had. And you're the one actually doing the stunt. So you're actually the real superhero in all those movies where the actors just play up to a certain part. And then you you step in. Well, uh, let me just start by saying there's a lot of amazing stunt professionals out there. And I I was blessed enough to have the opportunities and God gave me certain skill sets that allowed me to work in that industry the way my career went. You know, I started out as a stuntman and I became a, a fight coordinator, then a stunt coordinator, then a second unit director, which is an action director. And then I dabbled in writing. I got a few scripts optioned. I, I wanted to direct and tell stories and it, you know, it was an amazing career. I, I had an amazing perspective on the business because you know, I got to see the, the stars and the people in Hollywood outside of the red carpets and the cameras that you see on TV. Um, so I, I, had a, I had a very unique perspective and a lot of the things that, you know, once I got hurt and I got, I was crushed and, and it really, that moment, that time in my life really changed my life. It, you know, God healed me from being completely paralyzed from the waist down. He woke me up. He he showed me. I, I got you know. I was always what I'd call a C and E Christian. I went to church on Cat uh, on Christmas and Easter, and I prayed when I got in trouble. So I was never really a good Christian. And so when I got saved, and it's and there's there's a lot more, and I could have gone more in depth in the documentary about it, but it really wasn't about that part of the journey. It was more about if you were being deceived by things in the media, mm. would you be able to recognize it? I mean, because I worked in the business for 28 years and I couldn't see it and I'm in it. Like, wow. so if, if I couldn't see it, how does the public see it? Unless somebody actually takes the time and does something like that, makes, makes, makes a story. And I felt like I was, I was a good storyteller. That, this, that story was what I guess I was supposed to tell. And I just watched this. I mean, people would say, how did you market it? It went global. I'm like, we didn't have a marketing plan. All we did was put together the best story we could. And we prayed over it. We prayed over every segment. We prayed over everything that we did along the way for a spirit of revelation to come into this, this piece and to go out and just let people think for themselves and research for themselves. I'm, I don't care if you believe everything in it. I mean, that's up to you. I, I just presented the material. Well, you, you definitely know, presented a lot of material in, in a very effective manner. I'm sure I, I know I actually saw, I think Liz Croken uh, posted that some of the terms that are expounded on in Out of Shadows have been, you know, have seen drastic increase in searches on search engines. So I definitely think that uh, the information you shared was was crucial, was necessary, and you're very open about your faith now, but you you didn't used to be. You you summed it up with you were a C and E Christian and e, uh, uh, Christmas and Easter Christian. I think there's a lot of people out there that uh, that understand that. There's a lot of people that that's kind of what it is. You know, the Bible's on the shelf and it's there, and maybe there's a respect for it, but it's it's not an active part of their life. Now it seems that your faith is a very very much so an active part of your life. Do you think that would have happened if you hadn't been injured? Uh, while you were on working for one of those movies, while you're on the set, I, I I think you know I think God knows us when we're in our womb, you know, like He says, and and I think that 
he had a plan for me. And I just, with the way things are right now and watching this blessing that he gave us with this documentary go global, it's been translated. I, I want to say, I think I heard 22 different languages. Wow. And you know, some of the web designers that I'm friends with said, Hey, you know, we've been tracking the code. It's been uploaded and and seen around the world at least 20 something to 30 million times already. And it's been, I mean, that is a blessing. Like if you, yeah, if you want to believe, if you don't believe in God, look at that. That is God. (laughs) That is not Mike Smith. That is not Liz Crokin. That is not Brad Martin. That's not Kevin Chip. That is God. And I give all the glory to him because if I hadn't had found my faith, I never would have had the courage to actually step up and do this because right. we all sacrificed a lot to do this. And, and I did it because in my heart, look, I, I don't have a smoking gun where, and I'm not a police officer and I'm not, you know, in the justice department. So I, I'm not here to attack people or say, Hey, you're doing wrong. I was here just to say in my heart, I believed in my heart that I knew these things were going on and I couldn't stand by as a man and not do something about it. Cause I know that one day I'm going to stand in front of God and he's going to say, Hey bro, I showed you all this stuff mm. and you didn't do anything about it. So wow. I'm you into heaven because you believe in my son, but I want, what I want is I want to stand in front of God and I want him to say, man, I'm proud of you. You did everything that I, you could do to help. And that's it. And I want to I want to say this about kind of something you just said earlier. This is a war going on right now. It's not a, a war between red and blue or black and green or gay and straight or Muslim and Christian. It, this is a good and evil battle going on in this world right now. And you have to pick a side. And you better pick a side because it's time to fight. And if you're sitting on the fence, the devil owns the fence. So pick a side and figure out what side you're going to fight on. And, and I, I want people to know that the the spirit world is real and we've been convinced that it's not. And people, you know, have been convinced that spells and illusions and curses aren't real. Well, they're very real. Spells are real. Illusions are real. Curses are real, but so are blessings. And if you're walking with Christ and you're walking in the covenant of God, you will be blessed, but you have to be obedient to him and give all the glory to God and Jesus. And that's, that's how it works. It's not about us. It's, this was message over messengers. That's why we, that's why we put it out for free. That's why we put it out and took no credits because that distracts from the message. Mm. And that's the point. The point was, look, let's just tell the tell this what we believe the truth is and let people think for themselves. That's it. Yeah. Well, I know you shared in the documentary. I've got a clip I want to play here and then I'd like you to expound as much as you can, more so maybe than you did in the documentary. But uh, I've got a clip here of uh, when you were uh, when you were working with your 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 pelvic floor therapist, something that she said to you that kind of forced you to identify or realize or come to terms with the fact that satanic cult rituals and all those things are real. Let's, let's watch this and then hopefully you can expound on it. Wow. Wow. (laughs) So 
the fact that she was she shared that with you, you you shared that she would pray over you or she would she would ask you if she could pray for you. She she knew something. What kind of what what hit you when she shared that with you that she was putting those little boys and girls and women back together after these, you know, satanic ritualistic uh uh events were going on with people? That was the most I got chills just now when you just said that. Um it was so powerful because up until that time, I never, it never seemed real to me. I never thought that anyone could ever do that to a child. It never even, I couldn't go there in my head. Like I just, as a man, I can't even imagine that. Okay. And so, you know, what I, what I, what I left out of the documentary was two things because <laughs> it was, it was making it a little long, but when she prayed over me, she prayed over me and, like in tongues. So it wasn't just like, I could understand her. I was like, Whoa, what is going on here now? Like, this is freaking yeah. me out. And, <laughs> but I just like, was okay. Well, all right. You know? And then, you know, it was like, it, it was a couple months, like two or three months. And every now and then she started. And one, one thing she prayed over me was she prayed. I remember she said, I prayed for the, and she actually, I had this in the dog, but I took it out. She prayed that the scales be lifted from my eyes so that I could Ooh. see. Wow. And it was like this, uh, it was kind of like someone sent me a pat, you know, it's like Paul on the road to Damascus where he, where he, be, where Saul became Paul. And, and so I never put that together, but it was like, once I could see the world differently, I started looking at things that I, and conversations and I'm like, and I'm like, you know, it's just like a lot of little dots, just kind of like thousands of little dots over a career that I'm like, you know, this, there's something here. And that's when just the fact that they do this to children, the fact that they hurt children and they traffic children. I mean, look, man, I don't care what side of the aisle you're on. That's just not okay with anybody's aisle. I don't care. Well, I mean, look, I would rather stand up and do what's right. And if they whack me or kill me, and since I'm on the air, I'll say this. I don't do drugs. I'm not suicidal. So if Mike dies in the next year or something, it ain't me. I didn't do it. I got other stuff going on. So it's on record. Point is, <laughs> the point is, I would rather be, I would rather not live in this world than, and not do anything about it than, than know they do this. And I'd rather stand up and fight for those kids and for the, for the, what's right. Because if I don't do it, who's going to do it? Yeah. You know, I mean, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying I'm special. I I'm just doing what God told me, but I want him to be proud of me. I want, I mean, here's, here's something I wanted to talk to you about. Like if you've watched out of shadows and you kind of, are sitting there and you know, it takes, it takes a while to wake up and it takes a while to, you're, you're going to go through the anger, the, the, the deceptive, like it's, it's a lot of emotions you're going to deal with. But then once you get through that, what's your call to action? How do you as a person in this world, each one of us little, like in our little worlds, how do we make a difference? Yeah. Like what is it that we do? Do we, Tell as many people at your church or at your school or, you know, your football team or your basketball team or your you know, soccer or band or whatever you're into. But just try to spread the word and make people aware of it. And the awareness is how we change the world. It's not yes. it's not just keeping it to ourselves. We have to come together as an army of 
Christians and an army of faith, faithful believers and actually take a stand because that's where we're at right now. Yeah, a uh, a verse in the in the Bible that that stri- that strikes me right there is my people perish for a lack of knowledge. And that word perish mm-hmm. literally means run around in circles almost like a chicken with their head cut off, not really doing anything productive. And when we don't have the knowledge of what is truly going on behind the scenes and then we we'll gl- and then we glorify an industry where those type of perversions and and sadistic behavior is taking place, we're basically empowering it. So to have someone like you from the inside be willing to literally sacrifice, talk about bearing your cross, you sacrificed your career. I mean, I, I doubt you'll ever work in Hollywood again. I doubt any producer or director will want you in Hollywood again. Have you have you received what kind of backlash have you received, maybe from Hollywood specifically or actors or or other stuntmen, um, anybody in that industry that you can it's share? Funny. I mean, <laughs> it's funny that you brought that up. Um, well, I, I was with one of the biggest agencies in Hollywood until the film got released. And then I noticed that I looked at my IMDb page and I was no longer a client. So I wow. guess they didn't like the film. Uh, <laughs> so I lost, I lost my agent, which is, I kind of expected that. I didn't, you know, like, look, I, I'll be honest. I don't want to work in that industry anymore mm. if that's the way it is. And let me be clear, not everybody, like I said in the documentary, not everybody's guilt, like not everybody's bad. There's a lot of really great people. And I've gotten a lot of you surprised how many thousands of text messages I get from people I've known over my career. And they're like, wow, really great job, man. Thank you. I never thought about those things this way. And, I'm, you know, look, for the most part, you know, you're, you're going to have your haters or your detractors or whatever, but look what Trump deals with. Look what Michael Flynn deals with. Look what, yeah. I mean, there, there's, like, I mean, for the most part, the, the, the commentary on this documentary was I didn't make it political. I didn't make it about politics or, or Q or any of that stuff. Now I have my own beliefs, but, but that's just my belief. So the blowback, I, God was very specific with me when he told me what to do. He said, look, when I got saved and then I realized all this was going in my head, I believed it was going on. I, he said, look, I want you to sell everything you have in California. I want you to move to Nashville and I want you to build something for the Christians. And I was like, wow. well, okay, I don't know what that means, but I'm, I'm going to, so two weeks later I was on a plane and I started looking for properties and I found some place and I'm very happy here. It's very peaceful. And, um, but he said, first, you got to wake everybody up mm. and then you got to build something to replace it. And so I don't know how this is going to play out. I don't know how this all works out, I, I, but I know one thing I saw what he did with the waking the people up part. So it really encourages me to go, well, this next part looks like it's going to happen as well. So I have, I have a very specific, like he gave, kind of gave me a mandate to how to do it in, in my head. And I'm you know, obviously got to work it all out and that, and I'll make some announcements, you know, within the coming months or month or so about it. Yeah. We're, yeah, I'm, I'm just, I'm just trying to be obedient because long as I here, can I tell you something cool? Yeah, absolutely. So, so the other day, you know, I have a lot of people 
calling me and talking to me. And this one old friend of mine from Hollywood, and he's a big Hollywood, he was a big director, but he he's, he's a Christian and he moved out here and he's done a lot of amazing films. And he called me and he said, Hey, listen, brother, I need to tell you something. I said, what is it? He said, I just want you to know, I know you're being attacked spiritually. I know you're being attacked all over the place. He said, but look, when you are a man or a woman or a human being, we're very simple. We seek two things. We seek love and we seek validation. Mm. And if you're not in sync with God and Jesus and you're seeking love and validation outside of that, then you are giving your power of validation and love to a corporation or to an organization or a human being. Therefore you're giving that, that corporation, that person or that, organization the ability to invalidate you right and and so then that's when you get upset and you get hurt so unless because god will never and jesus will never hurt you You, as long as you're seeking validation from jesus and god seek no approval of man follow follow the holy spirit and follow god and what he's calling you to do and you will do no wrong so that's that's what that I've been really living in that because I've never been in the public light. I didn't want to be you know, truthfully. I didn't even want to narrate this thing. But mm. if I had the money, I would have hired a narrator. But I didn't. So the truth is, is I don't want to be in the public light. But unfortunately, now I am. So yeah, yeah you are. I'm getting attacked, <laughs> and it's and it's and it's not fun. Look at Trump. Look at that man. He just powers right through it. Like he didn't care. And look at yeah. look at Flynn. I mean, I mean, I could name a lot of people that get attacked. I mean, but but the point is, is if you're if you're walking in Christ and you're walking in, in, in the Holy Spirit, then you're not just serve that, and then you have peace in your heart. Yeah, that reminds me of something that my pastor Bill Johnson of my uh, church from from. Uh, Bethel in Redding, California of 25 years. He shared this, gosh, a couple decades ago. I remember him, but he shared it often. He would say, if you don't live for the praises of man, you won't die from their criticisms. <laughs> Amen. That's great. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I it's, so you... it's so true because yeah. like, and then, and, and, and to further that I got with this great men's group that like, these are men, men, these are men, like these are, you know, Navy SEALs and firemen and contractors and just good men, but they're really strong in their faith. Mm-hmm. And one of them said to me, he said, um, dude, get off the internet. He goes, if you're reading the good stuff, it's feeding your ego, which is bad. And if you're reading the bad stuff, it's messing with your head, which is bad. So just get off the internet and walk away. <laughs> I was like, okay, I can do that. Good. So I've been, I got some trees down. I've been ch- cutting up trees in the back part of the property. So that's, you know, that's what I'm doing. Uh, this is a great segue into this. I've got another clip from Out of Shadows I want to show that actually is you sharing what made you come to terms with the fact that there must be a God? It's pretty deep. You know, a lot of people, uh, it takes hitting a rock bottom or it takes reaching a place in their life where they realize they need help, where they, where they begin to then seek help or, or seek you know, God or the existence of God for you. 
it was coming to the understanding and revelation that this occult stuff was real. And if it's real, then there must be a God. Talk us through some of that, if you will, some of what maybe didn't make the, the documentary. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because, see, this is a part where I go to crazy town. So I, like, <laughs> I don't care if your audience believes this or not, but I believe it. So yeah. this is what happened. Once I realized that the occult world and all that, and I was convinced that I'm not wrong and that, that it is real, this is a part that's going to sound crazy. And this is part of my testimony, and one day I'll do that. But I got pinned to the bed by something and it pinned me down and it was suffocating like physically me. physically pinned. Like locked down. And I was couldn't move. And it was put its hand over my mouth and it was sucking my I mean this is I know I sound crazy, but this was what was happening. And I I couldn't breathe and I could feel myself losing and I started losing consciousness and I woke up and I my heart was beating out of my chest. And my wife's like, what is wrong? I'm like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Something just attacked me. And so when, I'm when freaked out. I didn't, when was this? What? Oh, God. It was about three years ago. Before you started making the documentary, after the, the uh -huh. pelvic floor therapist who had been, was praying for you, before that? Yeah, it was after she was praying for me and before we uh, before the documentary started yeah okay. I, mean, I was i was still on the i was you know the, I had, my awakening took a while it didn't just like i didn't just wake up and go okay i'm saved i'm good to go it was a process and so that happened and i freaked out because i start i go oh my god i knew that like dude i've been a fighter my whole life like i've there's a lot of men that can beat me up but i'll pretty much fight anybody. I mean, I'll get beat up, but I'll fight you. I mean, like I know how to fight. So well, you're, you're being, humble. You're, pretty, you're being humble. You're, you're one bad dude and doing all those stunts. You've got the athleticism, you've got the knowledge, you're a bad, you're a bad mofo. So most people you'll, you'll mess up, you know, put you in the ring with Brock Lesnar or something, and maybe you'll have a tough time. <laughs> I would not want to do that. I would get hurt bad. <laughs> but, I, but, I, but, I, but, I, but what I'm saying is, I, I, I've been trained to fight my whole life and I understood like I've been in martial arts most of my life, but this was something I didn't know how to fight. So wow. I started trying to pray, but then, you know, like, dude, I, I heard of Mark Luke and, you know, Matthew and, and John, obviously, but I didn't know how to pray. I, something's wrong. So I, I called my friend. It was like six o'clock in the morning. He's the only one I know that would be awake. And I never went back to sleep because I was literally freaked out that night and so i went to the gym and i worked out and then i was sitting in the sauna and this guy walks up to me i knew him because you know like if you go to the gym at the same time every day you kind of get to know guys but you don't know them they're just dudes in the gym yeah and this guy looks over at me and he goes hey man you don't look too good today and i'm like i can't tell him hey man i got attacked by a demon last night you know like you know, <laughs> i'm like I was like, yeah, no, I don't, I'm not doing too good, bro. And he's like, well, what's wrong? I said, I don't know, man. I just feel like I need a blessing. I feel like I need, I don't know. I just need, he goes, well, what are you doing tonight? And I was like, it's funny how God works because I was like, uh, nothing. And I hadn't been to church in four years. And so the next thing I know, I'm like setting my, he goes, well, we're having a, a, a special mass tonight or service tonight where, where we're going to have a holy sacrament that's broken out once a year and it's for healing and blessings hmm. and it was just it was just ironic that that was that night wow and 
so I never had set my lot, my clock to go to church. I was not missing that that and I will never forget <laughs> driving to church that day. I was literally scared to pull up to the church because I was like I was so ashamed of myself mm. that I didn't believe in God or Jesus because what happened was that that proved to me that there was a spiritual realm that I didn't know about mm. and that was evil. So if there's evil, there's good. So if there's good, there's you can't have one without the other. So if Satan's real, Jesus is real. Yeah. And I was so stupid, I didn't believe it because I, for whatever reason, I was, yeah. Well, I didn't. I, you know, I was like, I don't need to have fun. I'm like, I don't have time to that. I, you know, yeah, I believe. Okay, you know, I'm a good dude. That's not what it's about. It's yeah. not how it works. You have to. You have. Well, I'm not here to. Pre- I'm not a preacher. Trust me. I'm so far from that. You'll know. have a testimony, brother, and testimonies are. <laughs> Are how we win and how we wake people up. So you feel free to share well, your testimony. I mean, it's it's a lot longer than this, but and I, and I don't want to sound like a total, you know, cuckoo bird, like in the middle of it, because I it gets crazy, you know. I mean, but but had I not gone through, like God woke me up in the spiritual realm first, and then I started walking in the Word. So it was like I I had to understand that I had to learn how to fight spiritually, mm. like in Ephesians. Like Ephesians 6.12, how it says that you're not battling flesh and blood. This is this is a battle between the principalities and the rulers in dark places, in heavenly yep. places, high places. Anyway, so I started just as I as I started the walk and as I got the, the night I got saved, it was I I've never felt the Holy Spirit hit me so hard that I knew one thing. I knew nothing in my life was greater than the feeling I felt that day. And that was the only thing I ever knew in my life was completely real. Wow. And so from that day, I just lived my life to, to honor that love. I don't want to disappoint that Holy spirit. I don't want to disappoint the love that I felt from God because what God, what the Holy spirit was saying to me that night was in that service, I looked across the church and there was only about 80 people there that probably sat 2000. And it was crying because of all the empty seats. Mm. It was crying because it just wanted the people to know how much God loves them, how much Jesus loves them. Was yeah. this the same night, the, the the night that you went to the the the, the mass uh, service? You said, yeah. So I, yeah, so I get there, and by the way, that shot walking in in the documentary when I say I just got scared, the very next shot for some reason I pulled out my phone. And I shot it. It's, I played it in reverse in the film, but yeah, I, I went. I went from the cross to the light, and then I walked into the church, and, wow. and then the service started. And I, and I, I started crying. I sat in the back, and I was so ashamed of myself, and I was so, I was so upset with myself for not believing. Man, I just, I just, I just. The Holy Spirit started coming into me, and I just. It was, it was, it was, I, I was a mess, man. I was a mess. And I've been forgiven. And I knew that I had, I knew that I had been saved. And I, and from that day, I just say this prayer all the time. God, let your will be my words and your words be my will. Don't let it be mine. So that's what I try to say. So good. God, let your will be my words and your words be my will. 
So and good. that's and I I pray that all the time to myself because I right now I'm trying to figure things out and I'm like, do I want to do this or is God telling me to do this? Yeah. It's like, and I don't want, cause I don't like here, you were talking about the stars earlier, right? And th- I'll just segue back to this real quick. One of the things that woke me up was when I was lying there paralyzed, I kept asking myself, okay, you're not ever going to be the guy you once were. So what are you going to be? And what's important in your life? And I've said this before in another interview, but I realized, man, it was really pretty simple. I like to barbecue and I like to fish. And I like to work out, but I couldn't work out because I was crushed. So I was like, most of the time that I did the best barbecues and the best fishing trips, I was broke. I didn't have any money. Mm. It was just going and fishing and barbecuing. Like, you know, now that you have money or whatever, you can just have a better barbecue grill or a better fishing boat. Right. But it's still the same thing. Yeah. So I'm sitting there and I'm looking at all these people that I work with who have millions and millions and millions of dollars and they have all the best houses the best cars, they eat at the best restaurants, they, they don't drive themselves, they have everything. But when you're around them, and I'm not saying all, because I, I don't like to use you know that you know broad term, but most yeah. are not yeah, happy people. Hmm. They're not happy. And, they, and for whatever reason, there's something not sitting right with them in their, in my opinion, in their in their soul. And that's just my opinion, but I saw what I was working with all the time. I was like, I don't want that life. Mm. I don't want that life. That's not the life I want. I don't care. I mean, look at, look at what, say you accomplish, you win six Academy Awards. Say you win best, whatever, whatever, whatever. In 10 years, no one remembers you. Mm. Doesn't matter. Yeah. It's a, it's a, it's a fallacy. So I, that was a big part of it. It was like, well, what's the end game? Here I am. I'm not making millions of dollars, but I'm making quite a bit of money that, you know, for the average income. And I'm, and I'm still struggling just to pay my bills because in California, or I call it California, um, <laughs> exposed pretty, so pretty blatantly right now with the way Gavin Newsom's handling, handling the state. It's just, it's, it's unbelievable. If you go to work, like if I went to work and I told someone I supported Trump, I wouldn't work at all. Wow. Period. It's that entrenched. It's that entrenched. They're not going to tell you that. You're just not going to get a call. Right. You're not going to be, oh, so Mike's a Trump supporter. He's out. They're not going to do that, but they're not going to call you. There's a million other guys they can call. Let me ask you this. Before Donald Trump became the president, would it have been the same thing? Did anybody have any issues with Donald Trump in Hollywood that you're aware of before he became president? Not at all. Not at all. On the Not every day. Celebrities well, on the show. I, do you do you follow Q? I, I do some. Okay, I have a whole theory on this, but I but I, I'll reserve it right now. But no, go ahead. I, I, go ahead, spill it. What's your theory? If you believe in Q and you follow it, and I'm, I've been following it for a long time, and it took me about eight months to figure out if I believed it or not. But okay. look, all Q is is asking you to research for yourself. It's not a cult. It's not a. It's not any kind of. It's a movement. It's a. It's a. You know, basically, it's a military intelligence dissemination program that's being dropped to the public. Right. And all it is is asking you to to research and and discern for yourself. 
what you believe the truth is. That is it. Yeah. They're not, there's no, they don't promote violence. They're not crazy people. Matter of fact, I've gotten closer with some of these people and I don't even know them all over the world because, because all we're doing is looking for the truth. That's it. Yes. It's no big mystery. And so if you follow Q and there's a plan, the plan has been in place since like they say 99 or around 1999. I think that, <laughs> I think that, well, if you, what, what better way to set up someone to become president and to make a show that shows him being able to make business deals all over the world? He gets along with everybody. Everybody loves him. He had the greatest show ever, The Apprentice. It was awesome. Yeah. And and then as soon as he quits the show, the show does nothing. Like well, Arnold took it over. Like it yeah. was not even close. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah, it's Arnold. So I mean, I love Arnold. I've worked, I've worked with Arnold. He's a, he's an awesome dude. So I'm not yeah. saying that, but he's not he's not President Trump. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, he's not. And and so the show tanked, and then he announced his run for presidency. I bet you they felt betrayed. But I bet you part of the plan was to establish him as a a, a person that was capable of making business deals all around the world, and that people could see him as a president. Hmm. And interesting. It, I just think it would, I'm just saying, I mean, if I was like looking at it from a, you know, planning perspective, how do you get your candidate in that position? Yeah. You, you, you need to establish the fact that they're, you know, I mean, look at what Trump gave up, man. Like I, like I gave up a career. It was nothing. He gave up everything, everything. I mean, to like, be dude, bashed. I would love to shake that man's hand. Yeah, I'd just like to shake his hand and just say thank you, sir, for everything you've done because your 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 selflessness inspired mine and, and ours. Now I won't say mine because we're a team and, and I'm not special. I'm just merely doing what I believe God told me was the right thing to do. Well, so. I, I hope I hope that you get the opportunity to shake his hand. I have it is an honor of a lifetime to shake the president's hand. And tell him thank you for what he's done and is doing for our country. He, I always feel nothing but absolute respect and honor from him. Not a racist bone in his body. Uh, you know, I've said it before. Nobody, not one person ever came forward and mentioned anything racist against the president until he became president as a Republican. Uh, so, but I've well, never, he, never felt anything he, like that's that. That's their tactic. That's their tactics. That's yeah. what they do. It's like, look, man, they, they do, they can, well, I call it the three Ds. They divide us, they distract us, and then they deceive us. Mm. They divide us by Republican, Democrat, you know, black and white, blue and green, gay and straight, Muslim and Christian. We're always being divided. Oh, you're a Cowboys fan, you're a Pittsburgh fan. Everybody, you always have to be divided because then, then they can put, they can target message you better. So then but who's in the school, they? they can target you said they always do that. Who's they? The deep state. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Which is pretty much ran and controlled by most. It's even beyond just Democrats. The Democrats just run with it, but they obviously have an American <laughs> and a globalist agenda, which really takes Republican Democrat out of the equation. The globalists want to take over everything and they'll use any way yeah. of dividing, deceiving us that they can. I mean, look, there's bad Republicans too, dude. Don't don't yeah. don't give everybody a free pass. I mean, absolutely. And that's the other thing. 
you have to think for yourself. I mean, like I watch some of these Republicans and I'm like, man, you're sure playing on the wrong team. I can tell what team you're on, but you're just standing there wearing that 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 red flag. But you know, you're you're not one of them. You're not standing up for the values. We are a constitutional republic. Yes. We are not a democracy. Absolutely. And that was one thing I took out of the doc, doc and I was so mad at myself for taking it out. But after I did the Mockingbird thing, or we, we edited all those clips together where I said, this is very dangerous to our republic. This is very, I mean, sorry, dangerous to our democracy. I was like, we're not a democracy. We're a constitutional republic. Yes. Hello? Yeah. And, and I, I mean, look, look at COVID right now. It's like all of your rights are being taken away from this invisible enemy. Wait till the public finds out what this is all about. It's going to be on. I mean, people are going to be very upset. Yeah. I, I believe that 100%. I've got another clip I want to show really quick because this kind of segues into more of the actions that I think led you to launch the documentary. And it shares how you got connected with uh, with our good friend Liz Crokin. So mm -hmm. I had the uh, pleasure of having Liz on my podcast, on my show last week. And she was really breaking down. Let's dive a little deeper into the whole Pizzagate, into the Podesta emails, into the uh, the, the 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 evidence that you guys you guys have to support that there is actually some very devious, demented things that are taking place. And it seems like Hillary is complicit in it when her when her chief of staff, John Podesta, at the time was entrenched in all of this stuff. What didn't make the, the Out of Shadows documentary that you wanted to or, or almost put in there uh, when it comes to when it comes to all that? Well, let me just say this. We could have gone way deeper into any segment of that doc, right? The goal of this first documentary or this project was really just to open people's eyes to because like it, it, the, the, the cool thing. Well, one thing people don't know is. The, uh, the my main editor, you know, we had a team of editors, but the main editor, he was an atheist. Hmm. So we would sit there, and he and I would go back and forth the whole time. He goes, "This is where I quit watching. This is where I'd quit watching." This, so, so we were just trying to balance it. Yeah, and I'm not answering your question quite yet, but I will. All right. It's we, we were we were um, we were just trying to put enough in there to. Because that's heavy stuff, man. It is. If you start going too heavy. deep, it gets heavy to people who aren't even don't even know. That. Like I look at that and go, "Wow, everybody knows this," but they don't. No, because I mean, I know it, and, and like, and I would say this to to Liz and um and Kevin and Brad. I would say, you know, look, we know all this stuff, it, it, but the people that we're trying to show this don't. So we can't go too far, and that's why when I would pray at night, I would pray. For like discernment of how much to put in, how much to take out. You know, now we have. I mean, I'm not going to announce when, but we are working on on another another one, and and we are we are. You know, I just made the okay. I guess I made an announcement, but we, we are. You know, we don't have anything set in stone of how it's going to go exactly. We have some really good ideas, and I've done a lot of you know. It's been a year and a half of building out sections that could go much deeper into each thing. One of the things I took out, which I I would love to put in the second one, is my therapist and how when she actually started telling stories about treating these kids, what she found and what happened. I mean, but the problem is she gets so emotional because it's 
it's so hard. It's it's draining. It, I mean, it's yeah. It's it's heavy just to even watch and hear the the interviews and to, and to hear her talk because, I mean, the pain that these kids are put through and the things that these kids go through, <sighs> it it it's just it's just it's. I mean, we 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 want to not think about it. Like I had a friend call me from England last night. He's a director, and he said, he goes, man. You know, that was heavy enough, man. I don't want to even go there anymore. That's enough. That's all I need to know. I said, bro, you don't know anything yet. Wow. It's way worse than what you can imagine. And so I I, I guess the answer is what, I, like Liz has gone into that in such great detail that that's where her strength is in, in her. I mean, because she, I mean, I'll tell you right now. <laughs> You do not want Liz digging into you. <laughs> she will <laughs> dig up everything. That girl is a good journalist. Like, yeah. Like, and people that are discrediting her, saying all these bad things. Well, of course they're going to say bad things because what do you? They don't want, like, if this gets out, it's over. Yeah. And it's already out. I mean, people know. To get the, all of it needs to get out. What didn't make well, the truth not going to be for everybody, bro? Because it's it's you. I mean, like he says, it, they will not be able to walk down the streets because good. You know, look, even, even in prison, they'll accept you if you kill someone. They'll accept you if you rob someone. They'll accept you. Not if you hurt a kid. They will not if you hurt a kid. Not even in prison. What not what didn't make it? I feel like there's something that you can share. What didn't make it that maybe you scratch the surface a little bit deeper to just, again, let our viewers and listeners understand what's at stake as far as so much to get the truth out? There's so much that didn't make it because it's like I, the thing was, is I was trying not to point a laser pointer at a person or a group. OK, because that. The Justice Department, the FBI, the DOJ, that you know, those are that's their job. My job is I'm a storyteller, I'm a filmmaker, and I'm here to just start a conversation. Now, if I go deeper, like I mean, just what I would say to your audience is dig into it for yourselves, guys. Go, go look and don't just go Google and take the first three things you see. Go into an article, go down to its sources, dig, hit those sources and then go to those sources and then go to the next sources. That's how you dig. That's how you find the root of, of the information because Google in these big search engines, they're, they're filtered. They, they, they are, whether you want to believe, I mean, look at, look at out of the shadows. They, they've been, I mean, you type it in, people are like, I can't find it. I go, well, you have to go to our website. Well, you know, it's, it, they've been like, why is it not trending? It's gotten 10 million views in two weeks. Now it's got 11.6 or whatever, but that was, yeah, it should that's be unheard of. Pretty. Oh, it should be I'm, I'm sure worldwide is, yeah, it, but that's okay. The, the point is, is, the word got out, and people are like, "Oh, people are copying your 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 film on their website." I go, "I don't care." Yeah, I don't care as long as they're not making money doing it. I don't care. I want the word to get out. Just send it out. That's the point. Yeah. So, um, I guess I, I, I want to answer your question, but I don't know a good thing to really say that. that I mean, because there's so much I could tell you. One of the, one of the biggest things that didn't make the cut was my therapist, like her whole section. I cut pretty much out because it was so heavy when she starts talking about the kids because 
it, I couldn't even, I was hard, it was hard to even watch it and edit it. And then, you know, then, then we had a lot of people contact us about, you know, their stories. And, and it was like, you know, there's so many people that are out there fighting on the good side of this, but sometimes their stories are so hard to hear because they're so true. The, the world isn't quite ready for that yet. Mm. First, it needs to slowly get there and then they're going to want to know those stories and, and, and we'll tell those stories. But first they have to understand that this isn't, this isn't fantasy land. This, the, the, there are people, I mean, people don't understand why is the wall so important? It's not about a wall and stopping migration. It's about stopping the human trafficking and the drugs. That's what yeah. the wall is really about. It's not about bringing over uh, migrant workers or, or people, you know, immigrating to America. That's not what it's about. That's what the media spun it to be about. But that's not what it's about. I mean, and everybody knows that. But the population work. I mean, look, man, you come home from work, you turn on your TV, you go to work, you you. Monday through Friday, you 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 have Saturday with your kids doing sports or whatever you do, and then Sunday you go to church and hang out, and then you start over Monday, and you listen to the news for 20, 30 minutes at night, and you think you're being informed. Mm. But but that's that's because you're trusting what you're seeing. What if they're not trustworthy? What if they're not giving you the exact breakdown the way it should be? You know, I mean, yeah, exactly. that's where it, that's where it goes back to. So that's why I try to just I follow you. I follow, you know, people like Kevin Ship. I, I follow uh, other other shows. I mean, if you're if you're into QAnon and, and those things, there's there was Joe M and he's amazing. And then there's Praying Medic and there's Lisa Crowley. And there's, I, mean, I can name all of the Matrix. I mean, there's a ton of shows out there. And I don't have to agree with everybody on these shows, but the point is they're all fighting the good fight. We're all yeah. marching together. We're all, we're all, you know, it doesn't matter. We don't all have to agree on things because that's what being free to think for yourself is. Like, I don't have to agree with everything so-and-so says or so-and-so does, but if I, in my heart, feel like I'm getting good information, I'll take that information, I'll pray over it, I'll discern it, and I'll decide what I do want to do with it. It's that simple. If you, Mike Smith, producer, writer for Out of Shadows, if you had a message for President Donald Trump, what would it be? I love you. <laughs> uh, no, I, would, I would say, uh, hey, I'd love to play around round of golf with you and, and, and talk. That's what I'd like to tell him. That'd be an amazing uh, golf I, match. You get that invitation, you better invite me, brother. <laughs> well, it's funny. Is I used to play a lot of golf, but my, my this is sad, but my golfing partner uh, was a Navy SEAL, and he he killed himself. And, uh, and so I kind of quit playing golf, but I, 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 now that I don't have a job anymore, I could probably have some time to play some golf. <laughs> so, I, I got time to pick golf back up, you know. So, well, I'm thankful that you had the courage to put that documentary out to lay your career, literally sacrifice your career. I know your, you know your your life itself, your career. You 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 put it on the line for this. 
for us to try to wake us up and wake up enough Americans to understand what's truly happening and what's taking place right underneath our noses. I would love for you to do an out of shadows too. I personally know I've talked to a, a few friends. I know that you, you paid pretty much out of pocket for that documentary and you did it just because you wanted to get the word out, but you haven't, you know, you didn't put it out with any, with any way for people to, you know, help support you and support your cause you put it out for free. You let people burn it and repost it and everything. YouTube tried to pull it. You didn't put it out with ads, but you're out of pocket a lot of money. And uh, in order for you to do an Out of Shadows 2, I'm sure you're going to need not only to get hopefully reimbursed. I'd love to see more than reimbursement. I'd love to see your socks blessed off to the point that you can do an Out of Shadows 2, 3, and whatever else God puts on your heart. So I'd really like to ask my audience, everybody watching or listening right now, to go to outofshadows.org and donate. Pray about it or just give whatever you can, give it over whatever you're willing to. Mike literally put his life on the line, his self on the line, his, his career on the line in order to try to bring us the truth and wake up enough people so that we could hopefully see the pendulum swing on this thing where there's enough Americans out there that are concerned and that are aware that, of what's going on that we say enough's enough, it's got to stop. But Mike needs to be, you know, he needs to be reimbursed. He needs to be blessed. We need to show our support for him. So please go to outofshadows.org and click the donate and give what you can to Mike. Show him that you support him, that you appreciate everything he's done to try to bring the truth to the masses and wake America up. Thank you for that, David. That's very, I'm not allowed to ask because that was the deal. Uh, kind of as I this went on, it was like, I... I will, once the physical production costs are recouped, I will shut the donate box off and that'll be it. I'm not, I'm not doing this to make money. I, we haven't made money yet. Trust me. And I'm not, and, and the deal was, is I'm not allowed to ask, but thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. And the truth should be free. And yeah. if you're telling the truth, it's free. And if people have, you know, that on their heart, well, that's, that's a different thing, but I'm not allowed to do that. So Thank you very much, but I want them to know that once the the initial investment is recouped, I will shut that donation box off, and then I'll start if for Out of Shadows two or three or whatever whatever we announce, which we will probably be announcing something in the next couple of weeks. We're, we're not. I'll just announce that we're going to do something. I there's a couple big things that we're doing, but I've been literally. I'll be honest with you. I haven't been taking any phone calls and I have been, I have 17,000 emails. I have to sort through it somehow. And I'm just like, <laughs> I, don't know, like I just want to break for a little while. Cause I didn't expect the blessing that we got from God on this project. So I'm just, I'm just still in awe. So thank you all. I mean, thank you for having me on and everything. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I just want to, I just want to pray that God would completely restore you, would refresh you. I know that the enemy and that a lot of hate and lies have tried to come after you and come at you. And I just speak and release blessing, peace, rest, and assurance that, that I know you already have, but sometimes we just need to be assured that God has you in his hands. He's got this uh, entire project and your whole life and your future in his hands and all things will work together for good for you, brother. But I just, I just pray and speak peace and rest over you, your wife, your family. Um, you're a good man and we're, uh, we're, we're thankful for you. So I just pray that in Jesus name. Thank you. Brother. 
And I give you, I give all the glory to God tonight. I got to tell you something cool we're doing this weekend. Never done this before, but it's going to be Mother's Day, and we're going to have a honor your mothers and your wives' day, and we're just going to have a picnic, and we're going to play songs and pray, and we're just going to have a a barbecue and just just honor our mothers and our wives. It's going to be awesome. I'm so happy. I I wish I lived closer to Nashville. I'd be there. I I wish you did too, man. You live in my home state. You know, I'm from Texas, so yeah, that's like my uh, stomping grounds. We just moved to Frisco. uh, Frisco, Texas. There you go. Yep. That's awesome. I'm so, I'm so happy I got to meet you uh, at the NRB and I, and I've been following you and I I love your message and your bravery and you are, you are a great American Patriot. And I just want you to know that you, you inspire me and you inspire a lot of people and, and, and I play blessings over you as well, my brother. Thank you. Well, I like you. I'm just trying to follow Papa. Just trying to follow him and say, not my way, but your way, not my will, but your will. So if we, it seems like when we do that, he leads us some pretty incredible places. I I know I've tried to do it on my own throughout my life and uh, I wouldn't be alive today. If, if I had, I had it my way, (laughs) I would have succumbed to my devices long ago. So uh, we have a good Papa brother. We have a good Papa. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Mike. I definitely like to have you back on again. And uh, especially if you're going to make an announcement about out of shadows too, and whatever I can do to help you and help spread the word. I'm all in brother. And to all my audience, audience and listeners, please go to out of shadows, out of shadows.org and donate, help bless this brother and show him that you support him. So thank you, Mike. We'll talk to you again soon. All right. Appreciate it. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. Friends, there you have it. Some of the behind the scenes, some of what Mike's gone through since Out of Shadows broke. And uh, friends, that is a true American patriot right there. That is a, That man is a hero. He deserves our uh, support, our prayers. And I cannot wait for Out of Shadows 2. So please share this podcast or share this video with 10 friends. Literally help me spread the word. I'm trying to bring the truth to the masses and wake as many people up as possible. So God bless you. Have a great rest of your day. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye-bye.